Welcome to our podcast program, Beyond Clinical Medicine, what they don't teach you in residency. I'm Rob Strauss, Team Health's Chief Medical Training Officer, and this podcast is one of our series discussing the work-life integration or sometimes imbalance that many of us have to address in our daily lives. It's difficult to control or manage our professional lives and our personal lives. And it's substantially more difficult when you have growing professional responsibilities that interfere with each other, as well as your family life and personal well-being. Every one of you knows others who are, or maybe you are, overwhelmed, exhausted, and unfulfilled. Well, today we have a very special guest, Frank Lee. In his own life, well, first of all, he's smart, he's dapper, he's among the best-dressed physicians I know. He's humorous, he's got great insight, very high emotional intelligence. Frank trained in emergency medicine, he became a practitioner, then a director, then a regional medical director, and at times in his life has done all three, including being at a, a director at more than one facility. Very hardworking, very thoughtful, very effective. He's an exceptional presenter, and I've learned from him. Uh, and Frank has intentionally worked to develop balance in his life. So, Frank, thank you for joining us. Thank you for those kind words, Rob. I appreciate that. So I'm going to jump right in. Uh, staying healthy includes many factors, diet, exercise, emotional well-being, spirituality, and other intentional decisions that we make. You could be the physically healthiest person I know. Can you tell us about that part of your journey? You know, I realized early on in my career that many parts of our happiness is directly tied to our own health. That is, it's truly hard to be happy if you're struggling uh, with pain or having a hard, hard time doing things you were able to do when you're younger. Especially being an emergency medicine physician, I saw the end results of many lives that did not take care of themselves responsibly. I realized that I wasn't getting any younger. And if I want to maintain a high quality of life, it would mean changing and doing things that would help promote and preserve it. So from a physical standpoint, I made a decision to put myself on a regular workout program. It was, it's called P90X. It's an, it's an old program. Uh, now, I'm not saying that this was easy. You know, it's not easy to work out six days a week, about an hour a day. But I truly believe that we can all find some time in our lives, in our day, to do something good for ourselves. Because really, what is more important than your own health? Now, there are, of course, other priorities we have in our lives. But if you are not healthy, you will never be able to truly fulfill those other priorities and responsibilities in your life. Frank, I, I think that's really helpful. And just full disclosure, um, one time in an airport, I was uh, sitting with Frank and uh, was listening to him talk about P90X. And then uh, my, I myself adopted P30X, not quite as rigorous, but uh, it's been really helpful. So I'm, I'm an acolyte for that. Uh, but Frank, a part of it is your physical well-being, and part of that is diet. Can you describe that, how that plays a role in your life? 
You know, diet really is the same mindset. You know, it, I kind of use the analogy of uh, like a car. It's like putting fuel into your car uh, as food. Um, if you put contaminated fuel or bad fuel in your car, the engine's not going to run well or especially going to break down. Um, I kind of feel like the same way about food. Um, so I've decided to put myself on a very strict diet. Um, I have the same breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I have a 90-10 rule because obviously, you know, uh, there are times you can't meet those requirements, you know. So uh, on times when I'm traveling or on vacation or I'm at an event, then I'll, you know, I'll break that regiment. But if I'm at home and I can control my environment, then I stay on that same diet. And the reason why is because it makes me feel good physically and mentally. You know, when I eat my same diet every day, I, I'm, I've got a lot of energy. And I, I feel stronger and I feel better physically and mentally. And then there's times when I do break that diet. And, you know, I, you know, I'm either at an event or a party or I'm out of town. And then what I realize is that when I have something that I'm not, that's not good for me, I'm happy for about 15 minutes when I, after I put it in my mouth. But then several hours later, I feel awful. And that becomes more of a positive reinforcement to make sure I'm putting the right things in my body. That's kind of what I've done. It's come to be a bit of a science that I know everything I'm eating right now is, is good for me and it's easy to prepare. It's, it um, doesn't take a lot of time. And ultimately, like I said, it just makes me feel well. Wow. Uh, so some of our clinicians uh, work at a place where some of those foods aren't available. How did you deal with that or how do you deal with that? Well, you know, it's especially, you know, I know everyone's had different situations, but especially in the emergency department, everyone's bringing, there's always snacks and there's always, there's mm -hmm. some drug reps that bring in food. And, and so I, you know, it's, it's so easy to fall into that trap of, you know, when you're hungry, you just grab something to eat, but I made it a real, uh, you know, I, I stayed disciplined. What I did was I brought my own food in and I made sure that I just ate what I brought in. It does take a little more time. It does take a more preparation, but ultimately I think it, it's well worth that effort. So let's talk about your personal well-being. You went from a full-time practice plus plus. You were a medical director at more than one site while being a regional medical director and working shifts. Must have been overwhelming. You know, just like everyone else, not just me, we can all get overwhelmed. At one point in time, I was covering 18 different contracts, working in three different states clinically, about 14 shifts a month. With, and on top of the, my administrative duties. And this is also trying to maintain a family life with two small kids. Um, now I, I don't know my example, unfortunately, is that uncommon. I think a lot of us are dealing with that. But for me, I was definitely feeling a strain and I definitely became overwhelmed at that point in time, for sure. So what did you do? You know, I realized I was falling apart from a physical, emotional, and mental standpoint. I found it hard to fulfill my priorities and I was feeling awful. Um, and the main reason was I wasn't taking care of myself. I was trying to make sure that I was doing a great job at work. I was making sure I you know, did everything for my family. I was eating whatever I could eat. Whenever I had time to eat, I was sleeping when I could sleep. And like I said, I was just, I was falling apart. And like I said, the reason why is because I really didn't put myself as a priority. So the first thing I did was to make myself a priority by getting healthy physically and emotionally. That's when I mentioned before about getting on this exercise regimen and you know, changing my diet. Um, now, it, 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 it had a huge difference in my life. Now, things did not get easier. I didn't have less responsibilities. 
but I felt I was better able to handle the tasks that were thrown at me. Um, I was more energetic. I had more confidence and I just felt better. Now, I'm not sure what would have happened if I didn't make those changes, but I know it wouldn't have been good. You know, but, and then after about five years of going through this change lifestyle of, you know, trying to maintain balance and getting healthier, um, I read the most precious thing that we all have in life is time. It's truly something I believe in. Time is our most precious uh, gift. It is something we can never get back, no matter how successful or wealthy you may become. Um, you'll never get that minute that just passed by. And I had made a lot of sacrifices uh, early on in my life um, that, I will no that I know I'll never get back. So I want to make uh, some changes to make sure that I um, try to make it, make it up to my family and try to make sure that my time that I have left is, is spent wisely. So I decided to step away from my clinical and administrative duties, and I ended up retiring. My kids were still at a, at, a, at a point in their lives, and they were still young enough that they wanted to spend time with us. And, um, and I wasn't always there for my wife early on, so I, had to, I decided to pull the trigger. Um, now, we have lived a very careful lifestyle our whole life, and I calculated from a financial standpoint that this was within our means. But this wasn't an easy decision by any stretch of the imagination. It took a lot of time, a lot of thought, a lot of agonizing hours and discussions but when I came down to it, if I, if I continued to work, I could always buy a, a bigger house. I could always buy a fancier car. But that ultimately didn't really resonate with me because I realized that time was my most, my most precious thing. So by doing that, I was taking away from my, my uh, priority of time with my family. So that's what ended up, that's what ended up helping me make uh, the decision to step away and, um, and spend more time with my family. Frank, you've made a lot of decisions in your life to, be, to enhance your well-being. Have you been successful? You know, that, that's a hard question to answer because it assumes there's a defined endpoint. Um, but this is really, your life is really a journey. And uh, variables change in life all the time. My initial goal was really to spend more time with my family. Um, but as they've gotten, as my kids have gotten older, they have, form their own relationships with other people and they form their own lives and they don't want to spend quite as much time with us as we like to. Um, so I define success as finding happiness in each stage of your life and every stage of your life is going to be different. So I can say for the first part of my stage, when I decided to step away, you know, years ago and spend more time with my kids and my family, I was successful. I was able to, uh, I believe I was able to enhance uh, our relationship with my family, my brothers, my, my, uh, my parents, and of course, my wife, and my kids. Uh, I've been more part of their lives and be able to uh, interact in things I wasn't able to before. So I definitely think that I was successful in that part. The next stage, you know, my next stage really is to help guide my kids to becoming young adults and to help them find their happiness. So I'll let you know all how successful I am in my next stage as we go along. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I followed, uh, things that you put online about you and your family. So I look forward to keeping up. So let me take the other point of view. I know that some clinicians, you tell the story, um, a really compelling story about a physician who works beyond hard and uh, very unhappy. And he starts to back down and things are getting much, much better in his life, but then falls back into it. And I, I think sometimes 
that people work really hard so they can feel relevant. Um, what do you do to achieve purpose? You know, I think about what's important to me. Uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with, uh, with people who want to work, uh, to continue to work their whole life. If it fulfills their priorities, if it makes them happy, then fantastic. Uh, my first priority back in the day was uh, outside of taking care of myself was really my family. And after that, it's to try to feel relevant. You know, I currently try to pursue, uh, you know, things that challenge me. So I'm right now I'm pursuing my uh, passion for teaching and uh, I am working on some other side projects. And in addition to that, I've enrolled in a college level course for, uh, to learn how to speak and read Chinese. And those things all challenge me. And they're always, they've been interests of mine for many, many years. And so I think it's important to try to find that, uh, but it's trying to find what's important to you. And so, like I said, every stage. And so this is what helps me uh, define who I am and give me purpose and relevance. That's interesting because part of that process, and it seems like part of all of your processes uh, relate to uh, challenging yourself to be better and to accomplish uh, the purposes that you've set out. Uh, really helpful. Um, do, you, uh, do you have any final words that you'd like to share with the people who are listening? First, I just want to say that my story may not resonate with everybody. You know, everyone is facing different challenges and have different constraints in their lives, and I understand that. But what I do want to say is um, I would like to challenge everyone out there to make a list of your top priorities, making sure to include yourself as one of those top priorities. And then ask yourself, is what, you're doing, is what you are doing today, is it helping you to achieve those goals? Because if it's not, you should consider making those change, uh, a change. Second, uh, for those of you who are contemplating retiring or about to retire, I think it's very important to make sure you plan things out. Now, I know a lot of people who say they can't wait to retire, that they can't wait to golf every day and read books and, and travel, but no one can really golf every day. No one can read a book 12 hours a day. No one can travel every week of the year. So just like everyone plans things out, they plan what they're going to eat today. They plan what they're going to wear today. Uh, why wouldn't you plan for something that's going to last the rest of your life? Because I know so many people who say they're going to retire. And then I actually know people who've retired and haven't thought about it. And they become a shell of themselves because they lost their identity. They lost their purpose. They lost their relevance. And it becomes very sad. And, and we are, especially in the healthcare profession, we've all lived the whole life of being competitive and type A. And to all of a sudden go from like 100 miles an hour to zero becomes very difficult unless you plan for that. I mean, I kind, of, I kind of make the analogy that, you know, when you're working, it's like you're an airplane pilot and you have the plane on autopilot. And then you re when you retire, you have to take that plane on manual control. And the question you want to make sure is make sure you know how to make you should make sure that you know how to fly that plane and make sure you know what destination you're taking that plane to. So I think it's important to make sure you do, do those planning things before you make that final decision to retire. Good words of wisdom. I appreciate it. And I, and Frank, I, I'm listening to you now. I, I, I'm thinking, I've heard you give profound presentations on managing personal stress. And now you're talking about the journey to retirement. Um, I wonder if you'd consider coming back to talk to 
us about either of those and the strategies you specifically use? You know, Rob, I'd be happy to come back and offer <laughs> any wisdom if I have any uh, to give based on my own experience. Um, like I said, if I can help someone out, um, I would love to do that. So thank you for asking. Well, thank you. And you certainly helped me in my progress. So I want to thank you personally for that in this public forum. So <clears throat> with that, I, I'm going to close. And for those listening, I hope you've enjoyed this Beyond Clinical Medicine podcast with Dr. Frank Lee. If you have any questions about this topic or suggestions for other topics, please contact me at beyondclinicalmedicine.org. That's beyondclinicalmedicine.org. Thank you.